As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're in a good place now. You are listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On today's show, we're going to be talking about magic. We're going to be talking about creation, imagination. You know, a lot of times when we get older, we have a tendency of letting go of our creativity. Perhaps we've been told by family or people around us that we just need to focus on what we have to do. We just need to get the job done. And a lot of times we lose out on that really cool creativity we had uh, when we were kids. You know, I think it's interesting when I look back at my life as a child. I, you know, I, I would I be- believed in all kinds of neat stuff, and I was really connected and and I, I believed in magic. And now I've really changed my life back to that. And I know many of you out there ask me, "How did you do that, and why?" I realize that being an adult is a good idea, but we can all be grown up and still be the kid inside because that's why we're that's what we're here to do. And that's what really empowers us. And I've realized that the closer I've gotten to my own identity and to understand myself inside out and to deal with the things that I didn't like about myself and to embrace that and what have you, I realize that when we begin to look at ourselves with unconditional love, we see the power we have inside. We see the magic that we bring into a situation and it's very powerful. And I think all of us were there before we dealt with unhealthy Uh, upbringings and all of us were there before we dealt with unhealthy relationships and I think it's time to get back there now and if you've been listening to my shows for any length of time you know that I give you information detailed information on how to do that and I bring on guests occasionally on the show who I feel can impact your life in a way that's unique and responsible and powerful and something that you can take from this show and really use it in your day-to-day life. So joining me live on the show today is Joy Razor. Joy is a spiritual counselor and a children's author. Besides the fact she's written three books, okay? She's got a new book coming out uh, in just a a few months, which is going to be amazing. Her latest book is titled Designed to Shine. And it's really neat because it's a children's book, But is it really a children's book? And so joining us live in studio is Joy. Joy, so great to have you here live on Live Your True Life Perspectives. Thank you so much, Ashley. It's wonderful to be here. 
I'm just glad to have you in studio today. And I, I got your book in the mail. I love it. Designed to shine. Read aloud rhymes for any size heart. Love that. Love that. What was the, what got you to write that? What was, I mean, I know that you had a muse or whatever. Tell us more about how that came to fruition. Oh, thank you so much. It is, I get goosebumps with your question because I have never tried to write any of my books. They arrive. They want to be here through me. So this particular one, Designed to Shine, I believe I wrote the first rhyme, Attention, in my journal, and then I went to my laptop, and there flowed seven rhymes before I looked at it. I said, oh, my gosh, I am writing a children's book in rhyme, and I know it will speak to anybody. Wow, that's powerful. I mean, the, the thing that I love about children's books, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon, but I love the fact that in children's books, adults, parents, read the book to the children, and it's not just the children getting something out of it, it's also the adults. Exactly. I think that very good children's books speak to the parents as well. I agree with you. So tell me a little bit more, because I'm looking at the cover right now, and and I love it, and it's 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 powerful, and then the design and the the artwork is amazing. Tell me a little bit more about the main the main character uh, that you have in this book. Oh, thank you. Well, you know there was a story. I am self published, and. <sighs> I received artwork from different illustrators and that I learned was the past and nothing was speaking to me. I feel things in my gut when they're right, or I get goosebumps. Maybe many of our listeners feel that, that you feel truth in your body and Lo and behold, I was led to the niece of a woman I know in town. When I reached out to this illustrator, she said, Joy, you don't know how excited I am. I said, Lauren, no, tell me. And she said, people had been telling her for years that she needed to illustrate a children's book. And I asked her to come up with a character or creature that we could carry throughout the book. And she came up with this sweet dragon without wings um, for the book. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's an adorable, adorable character. Um, and a very magical character at that. And I find it very, I find it very heartwarming, and 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 it kind of leads me into my next question. Um, can you share with our listeners a little bit about the journey, um, on how the concept of magic played such an important role in your life? I mean, because I, I think that as a spiritual counselor and as a children's author, I mean there's got to be some magic in there if you can expound on it because I think sometimes people believe that magic is eh, you know it's just something we think or it's something we'd like to have or it's something that we believe when we're kids but I, I don't think this is just a Harry Potter thing you know I th I think really 
things happen, serendipitous things happen, and I, I think maybe it's the way we define it, but tell me more about how really magic has, has helped you on, on the journey you are on right now. Thank you so much, Ashley. That's a beautiful question, and I so related to your introduction, how the magic that we can feel as children. When I was a child, I thought I had ESP because I would know who was calling before they called. And I lived in a very dysfunctional home, um, a rageaholic, screaming father, door slamming, a highly perfectionistic mother, probably because of part of who dad was. But where I found my magic in me, I just retreated into myself. So I was writing and creating art and going to sit on a rock outside. And I think looking back that going inside myself really, I mean, years, years later, I wrote in a journal every day to become the joy I am created to be. And I live, I have lived in extreme synchronicity ever since where I will write about something and then a a person, and then I will run into her. Um, I will desire something. And, you know, (laughs) just magic. Um, a lot of magic in my life, a lot of goodness in my life. Um, And I think it's magical that the man I date um, came into my life because of my first book, because a poem in that book called Of Dreams spoke to him so deeply that he needed to reach out to me. Wow, that's powerful. Yes, I I said he needs to do a video. We need to do a video of him holding that book up and saying, "I am with Joy Reaser because of her book." Um, yeah, because we have a very magical relationship, and he also he when he was a young, he connected with everything. He felt he was one with everything. Then in that work life, parenting life, he lost it all. He became an angry person. Um, and he has refound, we are playful now. We have refound the child within us. And we, um, we fly kites and we hula hoop. We blow bubbles. Um, and, and we see people's faces light up. We share bubbles with them and, Invite them to share bubbles with us. That's great. (laughs) Because, you know, adults are too serious. Adults, (laughs) adults have lost something. A lot of us have lost something. Um, I agree with you. And I believe, and it can be refound, don't you think? I definitely, I mean, I know it can. I mean, I th- I think the thing is, you know, being a therapist and seeing clients, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety and, um, you know, death and everything else, it's interesting because you're right. It's like we get down this path and it's like we're going through the motions. 
you know, and, and, and I don't know about you, but, um, you know, you've been there where, I mean, I know a lot of people probably listening to the show has been there where they're on the phone, they're holding the cell phone up to their ear, and they're on a call, and in the middle of that call, they're wondering where their cell phone is. Oh, God, I've left my phone somewhere. I've lost it. I've lost my phone. And they're actually telling the person on the phone that they've lost their phone. Okay, and the person on the phone really doesn't even understand what's going on because they're thinking maybe there's a second phone. And some of the the people on the actual on the phone don't even know what's going on because they're not paying attention either. And all of a sudden you realize you're like, I'm actually on the phone. I forgot I was on the phone. I'm holding the phone. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of us are going through those motions where we don't even pay attention to even what's happening in our life. And I think it begins with, and I don't know if you agree with me, but I think you probably will. It's about being in the moment. It's about being Uh, more mindful instead of just walking through things. Because what I found is if you're just walking through life, nothing's interesting. Nothing's fun. Nothing's exciting. You're just walking through the same old, same old. You know, you hear people talk about same old crap, different day, and you're like, wow. I mean, I used to understand that years ago, and now I'm like, gosh, that's horrible. I mean, that's horrible. You think that way? It's horrible because we're just walking through life, not paying attention. Oh, I am so with you. And my journey has been from a person who was always living in my head, who wasn't in my body. I, but I have become, because of all this divinity leading me to classes healers, books, so that I could grow and change and evolve. And now I am such a person in the moment that life, and I'm in my body, and I cannot believe how beautiful life is, Ashley. (laughs) I am looking right now where I am sitting. There's a double bouquet of flowers that Michael brought me last week. And the sun is shining in, in this room. And there's a prism in my window making a rainbow in this room. I really hope I live longer since I didn't become present until I was mm, way up in my 50s. So, yeah. Life, <laughs> life can be very um, boring when we live in our heads. And it can be magical when we're present to the moment. I I agree with you. And I think a lot of times, too, like what I was saying in the beginning of the show is that, you know, I see often clients that don't realize that the toxic family dynamic that they were brought up around, they don't realize how that impacts their day-to-day life. And Usually they'll come in with an issue about their wife or their ex-wife or their kiddo or their job or whatever. And, you know, I'll go back and we'll, I'll start asking questions about mom or dad and that kind of sort of thing. And at first you can see people saying, what in the heck are you doing? You know what I mean? What does it matter? And then you get past far enough and all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's still wounds there. There's still problems there that have never been rectified because mom was abusive or dad was abusive, um, you know, and, and, and so you have to walk somebody through that. And I found that in order to really find our magic, to find it, because we've always had it, we just kind of lost it on the journey. 
We've got to go back and accept what we can't fix. We got to go back and, um, you know, forgive being in the situation. And then we've got to walk back out of that. And I think that's the only way to get out of the mindset and stuck in the head because I think we're stuck with that negative broken record uh, of negative thoughts that keeps us there and keeps us away from actually experiencing a powerful life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And that brought up to me the, the deep, I had deep creative wounds and I knew where they came from. My father would yell, bless his soul. He has passed. He would say, he would yell, why would I go to the band concert? Those kids can't play. (laughs) And I would stand there being like, oh my gosh, like what kind of supportive family am I living? I am living in an unsupportive family. But um, years and years later, I, well, many people know the classic The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Do you know that book, Ashley? I think I've heard of it. It's, it's called, yeah, The Artist's Way, something about recovering your creative spirit is a subtitle. I don't have it exactly, but... I studied that book. I did that program three times to transmute the deep creative wounds in me because honestly, I am a highly creative person and that is my magic. I can, if you give me a topic, I could write journaling questions out the wazoo. I, I, um, I have people call, friends calling me who want me to help them write something. I am highly creative and I'm grateful and I use my creative gifts. That's awesome. And, and I understand, I think a lot of us, you know, have come from that situation and, and I feel like a lot of people, instead of not accepting their magic, I think a lot of people just don't remember it exists. Mm, mm. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps of how I think we as human beings are of the creator. We all have creativity. We have creative gifts. Now we can have blocks, limits, you know, we could have whatever we dysfunction, but if we can realize that we can unpack something, release something. And this is a lot of the work you're doing, Ashley, I'm sure, is to, that people can uncover, well, what are my gifts? And, and I, oftentimes it relates back to what we did as children. I, ca- I wrote poetry as a child. Um, and now this book that came through in rhyme that people have told me it's delightful, it's wise in this book. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's powerful. No, I, and I think that's the thing that we really want to address on this show is, you know, 
I, th- I think a lot of times when we get so far away from something, it's hard to realize that it exists. But it does exist. And I think we all have that ability, I think, to accept the fact that we can co-create in our life. And, and, and I see some people that have found that. And then I see a large group of society that quite honestly feels like a victim all the time. Mm, right. And that, that's, that's not um, a happy place. And I had lived in my victim place for a long time. And I am so glad I'm not in there. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I I think we've all been there and it's painful, you know, and for everybody listening, you know, when we're in that victim space, we feel like everything's happening to us, that people are doing this to us, that we have no power over it, that we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, We feel small. And a lot of that comes from the way we were raised. That comes from, you know, unhealthy uh, relationships, unhealthy marriages, um, all kinds of things. And and what I found, though, is that it can be really hard to let that victim uh, thought process go. It's like there's a mm-hmm. part of it that we hate and a part of it that we don't want to let go. Yes, I, I, I feel unbelievably fortunate that I have, and I believe it's from that I had this daily prayer in my journal when I was hiding and in shame and wearing clothes that were 80, <laughs> 80 sizes too large for me. I, I valued invisibility years ago. But when I was valuing being invisible, I was writing a prayer in my journal to become the joy I am created to be. And I feel with every bone in my body that I have been led, 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 because I believe as humans, we are loved so deeply and we can be loved into who we really are. But it it could take time (laughs) and it takes Dedication. I was dedicated to this path to become a more lovely version of myself all the time. Um, I desired, so it's something, it was my soul wanting me to bring a lot of goodness to the earth. And Joy, I agree with you. It's it's a path that I've been on a journey, and, and I think we connect on this part for sure, the fact that we both have been on a journey and it's been one of the biggest things that I have I literally have focused on in my life is to become better than I was yesterday every single day. And it's it's something that I do. And it's hard. And, I'm you know, for everybody out there listening, I get it. There was a time when I was competitive. There was a time when I looked at other people and said, God, you know what I mean? And I can't. They got this going for them. I can't compete. Da, da, da. And then I realized c- competing with other people is just going to make me feel bad every day and twice on Sunday. And I also realized that I was missing the boat with my own life. Um, and it's interesting because I think you would agree with me, Joy. It's it's hard. I mean, with regards to social media and Instagram and what have you out there, which I feel social media is great to some degree for certain things. But I think its real deficit, though, is its um, it, its determination to some degree to have people judge themselves, to have people compete amongst themselves. 
to have people compare their lives to other people. And I think we're living in a time that's so hard to focus on self and powering self because there's so much noise. There's so much stuff going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I hear you and I agree. And I know that one of the turning points for me was since I had been raised in a very codependent home. So, you know, the mail had to be on the table when dad came home or he flipped out in different ways that we tiptoed around so that we wouldn't get yelled at. And I realized many decades later that my little sister wanted me to bring my very, very ill father drive him from North Carolina to Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving. And my little sister has, I love her. And she had a way of having me do things that I didn't want to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, Oh yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. And the next morning I woke up and I had the, this biggest clarity come over me of joy you do everything for everybody else. What about you? What do you believe is right in this situation? What do you desire to do? And I'm getting goosebumps telling you this, Ashley, because I realized I don't feel safe driving my very ill father to Pittsburgh from North Carolina. This is not mine to do. And my father died like three weeks later. And, but it was the first time that I seriously spoke up for myself, like honored where I was. And now I, I can do it unconsciously. I honor my boundaries, myself, my I, I am becoming more and more clear in who I am, what I bring, <laughs> and I'm kind. And, I, and my sister could ask me anything, and I would be loving and kind, but I may, I may or may not do it. I like that. And I think a lot of times we don't realize we're on autopilot. And, and for anybody out there listening right now that's, you know, dealt with that kind of dynamic, and it's, you know, it's not like you don't love your sister, but the thing is... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is that sometimes we get into that uh, the savior complex, you know, always coming to save, always being the one that's accountable always being the one that's responsible. And we begin to take that on as our identity. And, and I agree with you, having that profound, uh, eye-opening morning, so to speak, where you decided, hey, this is not, I, one, it's not, it's not safe for me to drive him. Two, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? And three, why do I always have to be the one? And, and I have folks that come in the office and they tell me I'm always the one that's got to take care of everything. I'm always the one that's put out. And, you know, it, it. it's not cool because I agree because then all of a sudden you constantly feel used. But there's two sides of it. One, the fact that somebody asks you to do it. And the other one is that you agree to do it. And it's yes, about figuring we, that out. Yeah, it's about becoming a sovereign soul who can say what we will and will not do. (laughs) And um, I'm like, my gratitude is unbelievable. And I have a gratitude practice in the morning. I have a spiritual practice in the morning where I read beautiful things and I write in my journal in the morning and I love life and people. And I love that my books are blessing where they bless. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. As a, as a spiritual, so, you know, as a spiritual therapist and counselor, what are some of the things that you would advise, you know, someone that knows that they're more powerful, they, they know that there's, they, they know magic exists. What are some of the, what are just two, two steps, two even baby steps that you would suggest for somebody to begin to take to find that? Thank you, Ashley. Yes, steps to rediscover your own magic. I would say, hmm, I would say, find a way to get quiet. Mm -hmm. Write down what you are taking care of and what is not yours to take care of. Possibly write down what, I love this exercise. I've done it so many times where you write down everything you do and then you look at it and what is it, what is yours to let go of doing? What is yours to delegate to another in your family? Where can you open space for you to be with you so that you can begin to recover parts of you that are deep down inside? I think that's, I think that's amazing. I think that you're, yeah, you're, you're right on on that because 
the thing is, I think a lot of times, too, is that we have a tendency of thinking of everybody else. But there's two reasons for that. One, many of us are givers. But the second thing is, is that when we think about other people, we take our mind off the prize, off the toughest thing. And I think a lot of times, too, we bring people into our lives who are what I'd call projects. And those projects can take up a lot of time. <laughs> and the projects could be really out of whack. You know what I'm saying? And, and and it's like, wow, this is a real project. You know, I mean, this is a real fixer upper. I don't know if it's going to work. Um, and we're talking about a person here, not a home. And and literally you get to the point where you're so far off from your own life and you're trying to fix someone and then you don't know why it's not working. And, and I think a lot of times we as humans, especially who are very intelligent, the more intelligent you are, the more you're going to do this is you find something to derail you off to something else. When in reality, if you took that energy that you gave to that outside project, whether her name is Beth or the guy's name is John, and you put that energy back into you and you put it toward learning you, I think I think people could find their magic uh, at, a, at a faster rate. I agree. Uh, there are so many distractions in life, you know, from, <laughs> I probably don't need to name the list, but distractions outside of ourselves and places we get pulled, but to give ourselves, um, you know, five minutes at a time of paying attention to how are we feeling? What is going on here? I mean, I have, i I believe it's easier for introverts who are naturally more like to be with themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I believe this is maybe extra important for extroverts because the call to be always over here and over there and doing this and doing that. And no, we cannot do everything and we are not meant to heal every person who comes into our space. We are meant, I believe, to live our lives the best way we can. You know, there's that saying that many of us have heard that it's almost, it sounds like a joke, I think, but it's like you die and God says, and you know, what's the problem? And the person says, I I wasn't Moses. And the, and God says, well, that wasn't the point. You were to be the best version of you. You know, that's a hugely paraphrased thing that I just said, (laughs) but I, I really believe. And I, that, I mean, I am so grateful to my ancestors and I, every day I become more grateful to them because every good and good, I don't like to use the words good and bad, the duality of that, but I, but that slipped out just now, but the good and bad that these people did in my life, it was all lessons for me. I was a mother very differently than my mother because she, bless her heart, had trouble, you know, picking me up. She came an hour and a half late to Brownies to pick me up. Well, that is not 
was not helpful. Um, but anyway, her gifts, um, Anyway, it's all good. I I understand what you're saying, and I think a lot of people can understand that because, you know, there are lessons that we learned, and and they were powerful. Were they easy? No. Was it? Were were they really doing the right thing? No. It's the way we it's it's the way we turn that around, and the way we use that. Like you said, I I was a different parent. You know, when when you were picking your kid up at, at a at a function, you were there on time. Um, you didn't yeah. want your kids to sit I, there, you know, for an hour and a half and be embarrassed and shamed because mom didn't care enough. And everybody's wondering, where is your, when is your mom going to pick you up? You know, and you're just sitting there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. She should be here. I, I don't know. Yes. And I, um, I just, I was the most present parent I could be. And now my grown sons say that I was a really great mother and I was not perfect, but I was as present as I was able to be with my very busy mind and living in my head the amount I was and not being grounded in my body when I was not grounded in my body and I was kind of living from the neck up, but I still was a good mom. (laughs) So that's, I'm grateful. That's awesome. Let me ask you, and, and I totally agree with what you're saying because it's about learning from that, and it's like ending that cycle, breaking the cycle yes. of unhealthy patterns. You broke the cycle yes. because, unfortunately, it's the opposite, Joy. You know, and I know, and we have we know people that you know they had unhealthy upbringing, and then they just take that unhealthy upbringing and just bring it on again. And and yes. I mean, we see it. It's just like a little bit of you know, some kind of ability to see, you know, outside of oneself a little bit, you know. Uh, but that's what I think our world is dealing with on a constant basis is, you know, okay, someone was done wrong and then they turn around and do wrong again. And it doesn't that's not going to change anything. That's going to actually hurt things. Yes, we can. Yes, it is. It, it is within each individual, I believe, to make, to tweak something, to change a habit, to do something better, to look at something differently. I, I believe in the power of people to do better. And I am very grateful. I was able to break a cycle in my lineage because my sons are thriving. And they say, when you break, have you heard this, Ashley, that when we deeply heal some a part of our ancestral lineage, we are healing seven generations back and seven generations forward. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I mean, guess, that's amazing. I didn't. I haven't heard that. You 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 taught me something today. Yeah, and I I'm not sure if it's just something I've heard or if I really if that's a truism. I can't say. But I, I had a visceral healing, um, an energetic healing. If anyone's listening is familiar with energy work, but where I had a practitioner who gave me a quartz crystal, she put it on my belly and she invoked spirit. And I saw myself as a wounded child, my parents, standing over me, 
unable to give me what I needed. Then I saw them as sad, wounded children and their parents unable to give them what they needed. And then in my mind's eye, I saw the entire lineage. And when I did, my heart burst open with compassion for the line of ancestors who never got what we needed. And then energy started flowing, pouring out of my fingertips for a very long time. And I intuited that I had been a negative, a storehouse of negative ancestral energies in me of people that didn't get what we needed. (laughs) And I was able to free it from being here. And I gave my sons what they needed. That's powerful. That's powerful. Uh, that's yeah, and I agree with you. It's about making those changes and and putting it forward and and being the change. And you know, one of the things, and I think you'll resonate. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With this, and I think obviously, you know, the listeners, our listeners will resonate with this too, is that, you know, I had a, I do an internship program every year with students in high school. And, and it was interesting because I remember the first year I did it, uh, and I've actually one of the, one of the kids that I met at sixteen is is now an employee, been an employee actually. Of, you know, pretty cool. He just turned twenty one, but I remember it was interesting. I was really happy about doing it, but I remember one day I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know what? It was that option was never given to me. And you know, the one time it was, my parents were not able to help facilitate that because they had their life. And I remember for, for just a split second, I could feel a little resentment in the fact of that, but also a little resentment and that it hadn't happened for me. And there was, and, and it's interesting how there's a wobble between the feelings of doing the right thing and, and just following the cycle. And for about 20 to 35 to 48 seconds, I felt what it would be like for me just to end what I'm doing because of the resentment and be done with it. And I remember Mm. turning that around and saying, just because it wasn't done for me, that means nothing. That means even more so that I got to step up to the plate and do this. And 
then it means that I need to get my anger and I need to check all that at the door. And I've done a lot of resentment healing and I, I've, I've gotten passive resentments, period, in a story. And it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy and a lot of mindfulness and a lot of meditation. And for some people, prayer. Okay, meditation, prayer, same, same. But it was interesting because I realized, I was like, wow, okay, that not being able to do that internship meant it was so hard on me as a kid. And there was so much I was hanging on in the balance of that. And there's so many things I could have changed in my life. And because I won't get into all the information on that because it's just these people that are now growing up that offered it to me or on TV and billionaires and everything else. My life would have changed based on that. And it was hard to accept that. But then I realized because that meant so much and it never happened for me, me doing this means even way more in the universe. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's, yeah, if that's I had it. had... I, if I had had a lovely childhood and my joy, I was named joy, but my family had not squashed my joy. I wouldn't have had that call inside me to become a better version of joy. I think um, I saw too many examples that of life that it wasn't lovely and there, there are other ways to do things. Yeah. Let me ask you, Joy. Um, I know that um, you're working on a follow-up book, too, designed um, to shine. And uh, it's so awesome, book two. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, because I kind of want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know a little information. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't want to give away everything, but, um, you know, what happens? To the, is, is, I mean... Where does it go? Can you can you tell us? Because I know that you already probably have an idea, or, or if not, you're already finished, or maybe waiting on illustration or what have you. But what are oh. some of the things we can we can find in store in that next book after we de- after we redesign to shine the book one? Thank you so much, Ashley. Well, what I know is that this beautiful um, illustrator for book one declined to do book two. Um, so that I am about to hire a new illustrator and I, I believe, I don't know what the artwork will be, but I'm, I know it's going to be highly different than the amazing, beautiful, soft, lovely (laughs) illustrations in book one. And I know that book two is going to have a different feel to it. Um, but also where, these books have 26 eight stanza rhymes in them, the letters of the alphabet. So the first book, Designed to Shine, is, has rhymes on attention, balance, change, dance. And when you get to M, it's magic. Um, book two has another set. Um, so it's a maze. Believe, create, dream, extra. I think that one starts like, if you could have extra, extra, what would you want? Um, oh, what would you like? Da 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 da. 
I, I, I don't know it. I don't know it by heart yet. But um, anyway, thank you. That's amazing. I love that. And for anybody you know out there saying, you know what, I am going to try to delve into my magic. I am going to try to because I think a lot of times people think, ah, magic. It's for TV shows. Ah, magic. What What is the message that you would like to provide for anybody that's just going to allow just to, just allow this thought to be true for just a moment? What would you like to tell them at this point? Thank you. Allow yourself a moment or two or more to breathe as often as you can to connect inside you what you love to do, what you'd like to do, what you know you could do if you released a few things or healed something or changed a habit. That's powerful. And and I agree with you on that. It's just, just to release some stuff. Anything that's not, is no longer helping you out. Anything that's holding you back. Anything that seems just heavy is something that we need to really look at. And um, let me ask you too, uh, as far as anybody that's interested in connecting with you or finding you uh online or or social media where i mean i'm gonna definitely put that in the description for the show as well but where could they find you thank you my website is joyonyourshoulders.com people can contact me through that site on facebook people could find me at joy on your shoulders i have a business page there and that would be the best ways to connect with me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, and by the way, I, I, I love the book so far. It's so awesome. And uh, and I just, I've always loved, I mean, like, I, I think it's, I think it's something too for, for not just children, but adults. It's just, you know, being able to read. And, and when you're reading the truth, and that's one of the things that I, that I find really awesome um, is we, you know where you were when you heard the truth. And uh, I, I think that's powerful. And so I think that when you read Joy's book, you're gonna you're gonna feel the same way. And I and I can't wait to to read the next book as well. And uh, any any lasting thoughts that you would like to leave our listeners today? Mm, thank you. Love yourself as much as you can. I believe it's a key to living a beautiful life. Powerful. Powerful. Joy, it was so great having you on Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I look forward to having you on in the future after your next book comes out. Oh, thank you. That would be great. Thank you for this opportunity to speak with you today, Ashley. Well, I'm just glad we got to connect, Joy, and uh, I'm just proud of you, and and, and it's awesome what you're doing, and you're giving back, and uh, I commend you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great having Joy on the show. What a fun show. And, and what, what a show about reality here. This is real stuff. And I, I know for a lot of times and a lot of folks it's hard because we have had such intense lives, you know, with lots of pain and suffering. And, and it's time to make the most out of our life because 
you know, we're the only ones that can do it. We're the only ones that can change is ourselves. We can't change other people. And I think it's time for us to really refocus our energy and spot it when we are trying to change someone we're with. Um, we're trying to change the situation. We really need to begin with us and say, hey, what do I need to do to be happier? What do I need to do to be grateful? What do I need to do to embrace myself and see the value in myself instead of continuing down this level of pain and suffering that's not helping me anymore? And, you know, I work with clients um, every day, pretty much. Uh, there's one day off that I have. And I work with clients every day. I even see clients on the weekends because I care. Because I want to see you have a great life. I want you to embrace all you can. And I want you to get past that toxic stuff as soon as possible. And Joy is amazing. I just love the work she's doing. And the book is right here. And it's so great. Uh, Designed to Shine. It's so great and so cool and so colorful and just awesome. You know, I, I love it. I might write a children's book as well. I love it. I've always thought about it. But, you know, we'll see when it's time. But she's she's awesome. And you can tell she wasn't raised in an easy life. She didn't have it easy. She had to deal with stress and drama and trauma and toxic relationships in her life. No different than us. And it's time to stop allowing that stuff to ruin our life and, and, and to get in the way of our happiness and instead embrace what we can Get rid of the stuff that no longer holds value, the stuff that holds us back, and try to really work on what we need to work on to facilitate a life of joy and happiness, gratitude and gratefulness. And so in the meantime, if you're looking for additional podcasts or radio shows uh, of Live Your True Life Perspectives, go to ashleyburgess.com, Ashley, B-E-R-G-E-S.com. Also, don't miss, every week I put out new video content on YouTube. Go Google YouTube. As When you get to the YouTube site, just put in Ashley, B-E-R-G-E-S. You'll find new video content every week on relationships and overcoming adversity and dealing with those toxic relatives or toxic family members or toxic love relationships in your life. You got to get through that to get to the stuff that Joy and I were talking about in today's show. In order to unlock your magic, you got to get rid of the dog poo. Okay, we got to let go of the stuff that no longer resonates with our highest. And we got to let go of that. And the dog poo is that negative broken record, the negative thoughts, feeling sorry for ourselves, feeling down, feeling bad. That's the stuff we got to get rid of. I'm not talking about the dog going outside. I'm talking about ourself, our own mind. And letting go of the stuff that no longer serves us. I hope the show has helped you. Please share it with your friends and family. And live your true life perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess. will be back in. I'll be back this time. You know it. I'll be back this time in three shakes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 